Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. That's audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. Give it a try today. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget, to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. Stu G is a guitarist, songwriter, producer, and an author. He's best known as the guitarist for the British band Delirious, who for nearly two decades penned many of the best-known worship songs in modern Christian music. He was also a member of the Distinguished Compassion Art Songwriters Collective, which boasted heavy hitters like Paul Balash, Darlene Jeck, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Israel Houghton, and more. When he's not touring with artists like Michael W. Smith, Stu is writing, recording, speaking, leading worship, and working with JHS on a custom line of guitar pedals. Stu lives in Nashville with his wife Karen and is always discovering new ways to express the truths that he holds on to. His latest way of expressing truth is the Beatitudes Project. This ambitious work is a book, an album, and a film all in one. The Beatitudes Project is a collection of stories, artists, and songs brought together by Stu G and based on the surprising upside-down announcements at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to talk about it all today on the Voices in My Head podcast. Stu, welcome to Voices in My Head. Thank you, Rick. So great to be with you. I am really excited about your new project, and I'm I'm so glad that we had a chance to, to be able to sit down this afternoon and talk yeah. about it. Um, if for no other reason, I think that the Sermon on the Mount has has come uh, in in the last several years, uh, more so even recently. I've come to see it as sort of um, the most important, sort of the maybe we could almost call it the greatest hits of Jesus, <laughs> you know, right. almost in yes. one place. And I feel it's such an essential part of the gospel, even a summation of the gospel. But I feel like so often we are not very familiar with it. Um, like there's different parts that maybe we've kind of glossed over when it starts getting, you know, blessed is this, blessed is that. And and maybe we aren't as familiar with it because maybe we have missed some of just how um, how world-changing it is, especially looking back in the time. So I love the way that you have taken this project on to sort of bring uh, the Sermon on the Mount and and to look at it in a way that, may apply to us today in some new ways. So I'm really looking forward to, to hearing how this all started. Uh, maybe let's start with just a little bit about your past, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Many of us know you from your music and bands, uh, you know, playing with Delirious and being a, a great guitar player, but where does your journey start? I mean, are you one of those musicians that 
um, you know, learn guitar first in your bedroom at home, or how does your how does your musical yeah. journey begin? Well, I was um, I started actually by learning to play drums. So uh, when I was about twelve years old, my parents got me a drum kit, and uh, you know, I had some lessons and 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 did that for a few years, and then when I started work as an apprentice. I was an apprentice electrician for a while and um um and um you know with a little bit of money in my pocket I used to go to the record shops and my favorite band were Queen and so um one of their records that I bought was called Queen Live Killers and from the the moment the first track played in my bedroom I wanted to be Brian May and mm. uh so I sold uh my drum kit and uh bought a guitar and I just set about learning to play in my bedroom like you said just listening to records um i had some you know had some lessons and what have you later on i ended up going to the guitar institute in london but um uh that's really guitar became my passion and um you know I, I, over the years i've played in one or two bands in the in ipswich uh, which is where i grew up and then um had the chance to uh work full time with my pastor and 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 his family in london and uh, that's where I learned how to lead worship, and um, and I got the chance to be full time in that. And uh, and uh, I had my own bands in London, and we used to play the, the the club venues in London. And then not too long after that is when I met um, Martin and Tim, uh, and that went on to be Delirious. Well, that's and then the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and no, Delirious did. You really guy, your guys in the band. You you really did some groundbreaking things. I'm not sure that we um, that we thought of worship music in in quite the way it was until the way that it was developed. And and I know we all have uh, different influences in our life, but I think that your band in particular for. You know, I think around 17 years that you toured and were together, you really had a, a strong influence on the Christian music industry. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's a, a really positive legacy, you know, to be able to, to bring about. It's It must be kind of thrilling for you in some ways to, to kind of hear your riffs and you know, song after song, I feel like in some ways, uh, all of us who are guitarists have ripped you off a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, well, so... that, that that's very that's an honor. That is, um, yeah, I, I feel very humbled by that. <laughs> well, it's and, and it's an amazing thing because I know you again. I love how humble you are to you know point to your early influences and people like Brian May and. Um, and I'm sure with with where you were living, I'm sure that a lot of the great British guitar players really were probably heroes of yours. Uh, Absolutely. So, uh, you know, people like Dave Gilmore and Jimmy Page um, and Brian May, you know, from from the and Alex Lifeson, actually, from uh, the, the 70s there and Rush and what have you. But um, uh, as the time went on, you know, I, I, I was so inspired by the clash and then by um people like Elvis costello uh that was songwriter guitarists and andy summers um and then of course um the edge came along and um you know all those players have you, your influences you, you just kind of soak them up and and what comes out is a mixture of them all you know yeah. is um uh go, going on from the edge you know uh, radiohead and johnny greenwood like he they they became uh, a massive influence on on what Martin and I were doing, and 
you know, it, it, the idea I think is to uh, honor and respect those influences and not just kind of, uh, you know, learn to play like these people and what comes out is different because it's your thing, you know? Sure. Yeah. Mm. It's, and, and that's very true. We're all kind of a product of, of who we've listened to in some ways. Yeah. And it's amazing to see what comes out. That's part of the, the beautiful creativity that God gives us. For you, the listeners of Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend The Hobbit Unabridged by J.R.R. Tolkien. Hours of fun listening to this great classic. And there are over 180,000 titles for you to choose from and to listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash voices in my head for your free audiobook. You're going to be glad you did. Thank you for listening to Voices in My Head, and keep on listening. Well, you were on the road with, for, you know, I think close to two decades with Delirious, and then yeah. that finally came to an end a few, a several years ago. And I'm interested to find out um, how this Beatitudes project was sort of maybe birthed in you, because yeah. it's, it's obvious that you have put so much time uh, so much thought, so much writing, both uh, not only in the album itself, but in the book, in the filming yeah. that has been done around it. Um, and and I'd love to to just you know uh, allow you to share your heart on this and just tell yeah. us some of the way that this started really um, kind of overflowing from you. I've I've just begun the book. I only got mm. a, a copy of it last night actually and yeah. started to read through, but I've really been enjoying it and. Thank it you. seems like seems like part of the journey might be with some of the the physical um, the the problem that your wife had in the beginning where you wound up in the hospital. There was a move that happened. It seems like maybe mm. life was just sort of in flux for you when this started really resonating with you. So yeah. so I'll so I'll let you take it from here and, and talk a little bit about it. But it, it really is a fascinating story and reading the book has Thank been you. very good. Yeah. Amazing. So probably about 20 years ago when I was on the road with Delirious and we would be asked to sign CDs and things and uh, people would say, can you write down your favorite scripture? And so for me, it would always be Matthew 5, 6, 7, the Sermon on the Mount um, for the simple reason that like I just found that these words so compelling, you know, and mm -hmm. and um, um, it wasn't that long that, uh, uh, that the, the Beatitudes really came into focus for me. Um, and I thought, well, there's eight themes here. That's a nice number to make a record, you know, like, and who doesn't want to sing about uh, peacemaking and mercy and, you know, being inspired by those things. And so, um, but it would have been a different project had we made a delirious record. You know, I was a little bit more certain about things then, you know, and, uh, mm -hmm. um, and I used to think that the Sermon on the Mountain, especially the Beatitudes were, um, were virtues to attain to achieve some kind of blessing you know and uh, uh what i discovered uh, like you say in the, in the moments um when my wife was in hospital and um you know in the transition of delirious finishing or a career finishing and something not beginning and you know things being up in the air was that you know the i, I discovered the announcement was i'm on your side i'm with you like mm -hmm. and and so i felt like rather than um 
certainty and wanting answers i felt like what is offered to us at the bottom of life is presence mm. and um and it's upside down because you know it's not about earning or achieving anything it's just like it's it's just where god is you know he's on the side of those whose spirits are crushed he's on the side of those who are grieving and mourning and um he's on the side of those who are meek and the way i look at meek is uh those who are bullied and marginalized oppressed those who whose presence we ignore and uh, he's on the side of those who are hungry and thirsty for justice and wholeness and uh um and can't do anything about it you know and uh so he's on the side when you're in the middle of ache lack and longing and um and i just found that that I realize that that's where God is, you know, and he always hears the cry of the oppressed and the, and those who are struggling. And so, um, and then I, I, I thought, well, the invitation in these Beatitudes is to show mercy, to live with a whole heart and to, um, to become peacemakers, uh, not to take sides. And, and so that's really where the, the project started was, um, I'd been thinking about it for a long time, but when I started to understand these as completely upside down to what I'd thought all those years, that it really is about grace and mercy and announcements for all humanity um, that God is on your side when life isn't working out. You know, yeah. uh, Eugene Peterson says in the message, uh, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. Yeah. And uh, um, and so I started to understand it like that and see through it through those lenses. And then so um so i thought that you know okay let, let's start writing and uh but it really became about finding other people's stories the whole project is collaborative and in community with other people and so that's why that i decided to do it with so many different artists uh in terms of the songs you know um uh, handing the microphone over to other people because i know that i'm best when i'm with other people yeah. and then um you know, the stories in the book are other people's stories. You know, it's not just about my journey um, because I wanted to find out what these themes, um, the poor, the meek, the mercy, hunger and thirst, you know, um, what do these things look like in the 21st century? Let's put a 21st century lens on these things and uh, and start to tell stories because I felt like if – if I can tell the, the stories of people alive right now, then that's going to connect with folks that are um, that are reading it or watching it. And and the main thing really is that I want to encourage people that God is on their side, and I, I want people to know that there's an invitation to lift our heads and carry on when we're at the lowest point in our lives, you know. And uh, um, so that's kind of like the 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 sort of genesis of it. And behind it and um i had three songs to begin with one with anthony skinner uh called a blessed one with all sons and daughters called you will make a way and one with john mark mcmillan called heaven is around us and uh my wife and i just decided uh to record those three and see if you know there seems to be an open door or a green light on the project you know and mm -hmm. so so that's what we did and uh and that was uh that was about two years ago in the middle of sort of writing the stories for the book and, um, and just being on this big journey of discovery. Wow. Well, and I, I want to let our listeners know that, 
Uh, I mean, this is a, an amazing group of people that you assembled for this project. There's, uh, this is just a few of them. Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, uh, Martin Smith, Propaganda, Joel Houston, Hillsong United, Matt Marr, and you already mentioned John Mark McMillan, All Sons and Daughters. Uh, it really is an, an amazing thing. I can't even imagine the scheduling that it must have taken to get everybody together on the project and, and yeah. how you've done it. Um, well, but but I, I think that reflects, and you, you've mentioned a couple of times now, that this is a cosmic message for, for all humanity. And yeah. uh, I think it's beautiful the way that you've, um, you've chosen to do this in community because the Sermon on the Mount it really is. The Beatitudes are for us as the people of God together, and I love the way that you've sort of made that part and parcel of, of the essence of the album and, and the book and the, the filming, and uh, so yeah. so well done with that. That's amazing. Well, thank you. It's, um, yeah, it was quite a feat to get everyone together, but, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't have to get everyone all together at the same time, so that was good. <laughs> um, but it has made it difficult for me to think about how to do some events and how to promote it after after the fact when uh i can't just put a band together and uh, and go out on the road myself you know so uh um but it was such an honoring thing for me you know like the the fact that these people said yes and and wanted to give their time and and efforts into writing songs with me was so yeah. encouraging to me and uh it was a real kind of like thumbs up to um you know what i've been doing and sure. the I think that um, everyone connected with it too, and and you know the fact that this isn't just a message for the holy and the spiritual, because um, if it was, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know match up you know, and uh, uh, I think that everyone was surprised by some of the the thought behind it that it's actually including people rather than excluding them. Sure, yeah, I love that. Well, since that is so much the theme of the album, um, let's. I, I, I'd like to look at maybe four of the songs on the project yeah. and just have you talk a little bit about them in the time we have left today. And uh, th th I'm going to say these four because three of them have you working with other people who are very different artists. Uh, yeah. And then one of them is, is you sort of doing uh, the, the heavy lifting yourself as the singer and the, and the player yeah. and everything. Uh, so I'm, we're going to talk about four songs. We're going to start with Oh Blessed, uh, yeah. Make a Little Trouble, You Will Make a Way, and then we'll say, you know, maybe the best for last, the Stu G song uh, <laughs> in, in the middle, which is really, I, I love the way you rock on those tunes. I mean, Thank good you. stuff. So, so let's yeah. just start, and I, I think maybe an interesting way to approach this might be maybe just tell us a little bit about what it's like to work with with this or these particular artists on this track yeah. and and what they bring to something like this and and the first one is oh blessed and yeah. it's anthony skinner who i got to meet a couple weeks ago at the national worship leader conference and hung out yeah. a little bit with him and uh, and by the way i'm gonna say a quick plug for anthony he has an amazing new album that i've been listening to in my car it comes out in about uh, a couple months with uh, Brothers McClure, just it's a fantastic record. So you have to you have to be looking for that one. Um, yeah. But let's start with Anthony joining you, Anthony Skinner on Oh Blessed. Give away 
Just speak a little bit about what it's like to, to work with Anthony on that song. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was a um, Oh Blessed was a always going to be the introduction song because um, we uh, we talk about more than one beatitude in there. In fact, we go through the whole lot, and uh, uh, it's very much a meditation, very much um, a, almost liturgical feel to the song. Um, I wrote it with Anthony Skinner and. Um, I'd just got back from my first trip to the Holy Land, so I'd sat on that hillside overlooking the Galilee uh, where the Beatitudes were spoken, and I, I left there uh, with this phrase, like the words from the hill are speaking still. You know, it, mm. I, I, you know, I sat there, I could see the West Bank and Palestine um, with all the conflict and things going on in, in the Holy Land, and then to the left was the Golan Heights, and just beyond that was Syria. It, it almost felt like you could reach out and touch Syria with all its chaos right now and, and heartache. And um, I thought, well, you know, there's never been a time um, more prevalent to uh, to talk about these things than uh, the current climate in the world that is so divided and so polarized. Yeah. And uh, and so um, so I went home and I. I said to Anthony, um, you know, let's, can you help me write a song? And he'd already been thinking about it. And I, I said, you know, I've just got this phrase, the words from the hill are speaking still. And uh, he just sang back to me, um, you know, and they save us over and uh, over and again. And um, and so we just started to write it. And um, and, and what was great, like, I, I love his sensibility. I love his lyric ideas. I love um, his... Um, his soulful voice for a start. I mean, oh my gosh. And yeah. then the, the icing on the cake was really being able to have the McCrary sisters who've worked with Anthony in the past, but, um, also Elvis and also Bob Dylan, you know, mm, so, uh, wow. uh, they came and sang on the, on that track. And so that was a real blessing. That's amazing. Really powerful. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, a song that I'm sure must have stretched you, and I'd love to hear about the writing and, and working with this song on Make a Little Trouble. You yeah. worked with the artist uh, Propaganda, and yeah. I, I'd love to hear about, you know, you're not really known for your rap music. so no, that's right. <laughs> uh, so it must have yeah. been a real challenge uh, in a good way to be able to work with him on this. And so talk to us a little bit about Make a Little Trouble. It's 
not safe, but it rescued you from danger though. Replaces complacency with signs of no vacancy. Right side of history, wrong side of culture. I bet you start speaking up, you'll see the legion of pitchforks. And I ain't got time to convince y'all that the sky is blue. And I ain't got a song for your youth group to ride to. This ain't garden country, I don't worship no flags. This is fist high Adonai, image bearer, standard bearer, category cracker. I ain't scared of being misunderstood. I got you, fam, me and you are good. And when the suffering abounds, don't be indicted by your silence. Become well acquainted with the pain of your neighbors. It should cost you a little bit. They judging you for who you with. They loving you, but when you sit with the other, they like, what is this? Well, this is justice. Get outside your bubble and get your fingers dirty. Go and make a look of trouble, yo. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, "Make a Little Trouble" is is one of the songs that comes under the uh, persecution theme. The idea behind "Holy Troublemakers" um, is that um, you know there is such a thing as persecution in the world, uh, being persecuted for your faith. You know, but we're not so much here in in the United States. And um, uh, so, I wanted to explore what what does it look like to swim upstream against the dominant culture? What does it look like to live a life worthy of a pushback? Uh, you know, and I began to ask questions: Who am I colluding with? Um, am I colluding with the dominant powers of the day, or am I colluding with this counterintuitive king and his upside down message of loving and and uh, nonviolence and peacemaking and you know showing mercy? Am I? Because if I am colluding with that, then I'll probably get some pushback, you know. Yeah. And so, um, uh, in talking with a bunch of folks, you know, we came up with this idea of holy troublemakers, and um, so make a little trouble came about. I definitely didn't want every voice on the on the record to be a white Western voice. You know, right. I um, I definitely wanted some diversity and some representation of um, of, of other communities. And so um, I'd been a fan of propaganda on Twitter for a while, and um, you know, really impressed with the way that he uses his platform to be a voice for the voiceless and um his comments on the black lives matter movement and and etc you know it's kind mm-hmm. of like and, and for refugees just like and and so i approached him and said hey you interested in writing a song and, and he he said yeah I'm, I'm interested and i said well i want it to sound like your twitter feed i want to go down the i, I want to learn what it's like to be a minority and and uh and to and i want to learn what it's like to speak out for folks and and to stand up and not collude with just the dominant powers. And so he said, well, he said, if you want to do that, he said, I'm, I'm all in, but, um, he said, I'll, I'll take you on a ride for sure. You know? Mm, and so right. that's what he did. But, um, so I wrote the song, I wrote the track with Paul Moak, my, uh, producer here in town in Nashville and, um, and took that to propaganda. And, um, and he sent back a, a first, first lyric, which is, was incredible. And what we hear on the record, and uh, but he wouldn't write the second verse. He said, "I want to wait till we're together recording, and um, um, and and so that we can collaborate." And so um, I was nervous about that. But uh, when we got in the studio, he just took me to lyric school and wow. uh, and 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 wrote that lyric while we were together. And um, yeah, got me to collaborate. It was just so great, such a great experience. What a genuinely 
brilliant person he is and uh someone that's that's fast becoming a great friend oh that's incredible i i will yeah. take I will take weeks to write a song, sometimes long, you know, months. And so it's amazing yeah. that he just went in on the spot and and kind of came yeah. up with that. It's a really strong song. Yeah. Uh, what a what a cool experience to to get to work with them. There's so much uh, really amazing music coming out right now, and and you know even this past year on the the Grammy Awards with people like Chance the Rapper that are really yeah. doing things that are very kingdom minded. Uh, I think there we're seeing people in in that particular genre of music that are really pushing the kingdom forward with what they're doing. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah. So I'm I'm especially impressed with that track on there. You guys did a yeah. great great job. Thank well, you. Well, let's talk to uh, about David and Leslie. Who uh, it's been a couple years, but I had uh, all sons and daughters on this podcast, and we were discussing yes. some of their music a while back. I love both of them. Uh, both yes. as people and as uh, amazing artists. And they yes, have a definitely. great track that you did together called You Will Make a Way. And, and I'd love to hear uh, about You Will Make a Way working with yeah. All Sons and Daughters. Um, since I moved to Nashville, I've written with them every year, and it's one of the things I look forward to the most. You know, like I love their, I love their voices, I love their music, I love their writing, and so, so it was a natural ask for me to write a song with them, and we just explored this theme of like poverty of spirit being the, um, it, yes, it is extreme poverty, and it is the poverty of material things, um, but it's also the, the poverty of your spirit being crushed. And Dallas Willard says um, spiritual zeros, you know, when you've just got nothing left. Sure. And um, and so that's really where that came from. Um, and then looking at um, the bridge where it says you're the eyes that see past the shadows, you know, like um, God going deeper than what is uh, um, just on the surface and uh, goes to below and, and uh, helps to bring those things out into the light. And, and so you will make a way is really a simple kind of response to um, God. I've got nothing left and I don't even feel like you're here, but uh, that's the promise. So like you are with me, you are on my side and um, you will make a way. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know that you're running short on time, so what I think I'll do is uh, we will close out the program today by playing your song In the Middle, uh, along with clips from the other ones uh, that the, yeah. the listeners have been hearing today. But I do want to let our listeners know they can find you on your website at stewgworld.com. They can follow you. That's on, right. They can follow you on Twitter at stewgio. That's also, I believe it's Twitter and Instagram, stewgio. Yep, that's right. S-T-U-G-I-O. Yeah. And Facebook at Stu G. 
Well, I'm a, big, right. I'm a big fan of the project, and I just want to thank you for taking time, and thank you for the work you're doing for the kingdom of God. Thank you so much, and uh, let's talk again um, another time. I'm always up for chatting. So Certainly. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Well, good luck with your next interview. God bless you, and thank you for, thanks for being one of the voices in my head this week. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh-huh. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, I'd like to host my own podcast? Well, guess what? You can go to podbean.com slash voices and get everything you need to create, manage, and promote your podcast. I use Podbean every week for voices in my head. There's easy uploading and publishing tools, stunning templates, custom domains, social and promotional tools, an embeddable podcast player, monetization tools, and more. It is your all-in-one podcasting solution. With Podbean, you can create professional podcasts in minutes without any programming knowledge. Best of all, everything is mobile-ready right from the start. So go to podbean.com voices. 
And when you sign up, use the code VOICES and you'll get a sizable discount. Podbean for your home podcasting. Thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. Thank you for joining me here this week on the Voices in My Head podcast. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com. Follow me on Twitter at rickleyjames. Like my artist page on Facebook at facebook.com slash rickleyjames. And keep up to date on what I'm writing at my author page on amazon.com. Make sure to follow my calendar on the website, and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for Pair Booking Agency. That's P-A-R-E Booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. May the God of peace who raised Christ from the dead strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.